Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, we are back. Uh, I'm in the midst of reviewing a ton of documentaries, so it's quite fitting that we be reviewing one uh, on the show. And I think it's uh, one that um, is both delightful and very much a film that will tickle fans of filmmaking, but also just a very emotional piece with with what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I'd agree. It's a movie that you talked about on a recent draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Uh, it and is also Kirsten- on the Father Review specifically yes, as well, which I'll yes, talk a little bit did. more. Um. It is uh, Kirsten Johnson's Dick Johnson is Dead, uh, which is now streaming on Netflix worldwide. Um, Yeah, Eric, I mean, tell people a little bit about Dick Johnson is Dead. Like you mentioned, uh, we talked about it on our review for uh, The Father, which is a a film starring Anthony Hopkins that we reviewed at uh, this year's Toronto International Film Festival. You guys can go check out that review uh, on this channel right now. And I think you brought it up also on uh, one of the main shows once because you're in... uh, you're in the midst of watching a lot of documentaries right now. <laughs> yeah, and I also really love Kirsten Johnson's uh, last film, Camera Person, which I think is a phenomenal uh, documentary about um, both her career and personal life. Um, and is also weirdly, like The Father is a companion piece to um, this. I would also say that Camera Person is a companion piece to Dick Johnson is is dead as well because with camera person if if you're not familiar is a story about um kirsten johnson's 30 plus career um as a documentary camera person and what the movie basically interweaves is a myriad of behind the scenes and outtakes of movies that she's worked on over her career with her mother who's slowly sort of succumbing to dementia and how um you know it's affecting the family and sort of her own um sort of relationship with her mother and how emotional and wrought that is and how we see you know losing somebody you know who has dementia is basically losing them more than once because you lose you know them intellectually with their mind deteriorating and then again when they when they pass and you know this was at a time in her life where she Kristen hadn't really sort of maybe spent as much time with her mother but also you know hadn't really documented um much of her life up until then so um you know, it it was a really, you know, tough time. And now with Dick Johnson is dead, she's having to relive this nightmare all over again. But now with her father, um, the titular Dick Johnson, who is one of the most lovely and affectionate and warm um, subjects I've seen in, in, in a movie in quite some time. He's a former psychiatrist who, as the movie begins, you know, is basically starting to show symptoms and signs that you know the the mother uh, of the family had and and you know in this voiceover narration that that Kirsten gives she doesn't want to lose this this person in her life because you can tell that they have a very you know um strong relationship not just father daughter but friends and so you know her having to go through this again with somebody that is really really close to her um, is devastating, but on top of that, the the kind of the um, the gimmick of it, or the 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 
the kind of fun narrative aspect of the movie is that her and her father agree to make these sort of death scenes and sort of throughout the film we get to see these to basically act out different ways in which Dick Johnson could die, um, not necessarily related to the disease, just, you know, uh, everyday life, you know, whether it be getting hit by uh, an air conditioning unit via Happy Gilmore style or falling down the stairs. Um, It is often the most brutal representation of that, but also very funny and cathartic and also moving in, in a lot of ways. And, and again, this is a film that, after watching, you know, this and the father, I think these two movies understand and get across what it's like to live with either somebody with dementia or, you know, to kind of get an inside look inside the mind of somebody that has um, this 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 horrible illness that is basically just robbing them of their memories. Yeah, but what I loved about this is that it doesn't take an approach that's very clinical or you know. It's not overly sentimental in this sense of like trying to make you, you know, feel you do feel awful and it is a horrible thing. But the movie is actually quite uplifting and and quite lovely and and quite positive. And um, I think that's what I loved about it. Like she Kirsten never really shows her father, you know, at his worst dealing with, you know, this they talk about times where he wakes up in the middle of the night and he doesn't know where he is or he's trying to you maybe leave the house or certain incidents that kind of happen but they don't it's never showcased in 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 a way that you know it is overly depressing but what i really loved about this it just really felt like um it was an intimate kind of home movie of uh, a father and daughter created by someone who is a fantastic documentarian. And it just felt like with a Netflix budget, it's just like someone gave some Netflix gave this woman a budget to make this incredible home movie that she will be able to share um, with her, her children and with anyone who knew Dick or, or their children's children of knowing this man who was their grandfather or their father and, and able to share with her family and now share with the world uh, of this lovely man and, and live on his legacy. And I just, it, it really, it really connected with me. And I know we both really love the father and we have our own personal experiences that we can either go into or, or, or not, but um, I just loved how intimate it was. And, and like you said, like Dick is the most lovely man I've seen on film in, in, in a long time. And I just, um, it was heartbreaking, but also just lovely to see this daughter spend time with her dad and, and get to kind of help him through this without, you know, babying him or kind of like things like that too. Like I felt like everything was treating him with respect and, and even him coming to terms with what his illnesses and how I cried like five times during this movie, man. And like, I just, and not in like a, this is so sad, but there are just, or manipulative or manipulative at all. It just all felt super genuine. And that's what I mean by like a home movie. Like it didn't necessarily feel like, um, Kirsten was making a movie for, you know, a Netflix audience. She was really making a movie just 
like a home movie of her dad. And I just loved that, you know, if someone was given however much money Netflix gave her to make this movie and go, what would I do to showcase my father who's going through this? Something that I can have for the rest of my life and that I can now share with my children and now the world on Netflix. And um, it's inter interspliced with these kind of, like you said, these, you know, um, these scenes of him dying in different ways, which is either funny or, or morbid or, or horrifying, or there's a, a really t- like sweet and, and emotional moment, not even sweet, but like a, a moment where you really feel for Dick where, you know, they showcase his, his, uh, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia coming into play during one of these scenes that they're making and where he doesn't necessarily understand the difference between fake blood and real blood. And like, it kind of all comes together in this really, there's another moment where I kept getting choked up and you really feel for this guy, but he really wants to do this with his daughter and he knows what he's getting into, but he still sometimes gets lost. And that's what I mean by when the movie, you know, showcases what Dick is going through, but showcases them in very real ways ways and it's not just you know beating you over the head with like look at how awful dementia and and uh, and alzheimer's can be because it is very awful but it's handled in a way that's i don't know very heartfelt and very genuine and and isn't necessarily trying to educate you on on what it is rather than you just experience what it is with this father and daughter and um i love the sequences of uh, the heaven sequences that are these kind of really fun um, surreal, weird, like interspliced, uh, between, you know, the different deaths that she's recording with her father. Um, they visualize what his heaven would be. Right. And there's people kind of wearing, it reminded me of like South park. When you see like the celebrities come on or the people dancing at sports events, they do these giant cutouts of like people's faces on people when they're, they're like interpretive dancers or there's like fire, like, uh, confetti going off and all these surreal kind of things happening that are kind of envisioning these different things that Dick and and Kirsten talk about throughout the entire movie of, you know, what he would envision in his heaven and, and things like that. Cause he is a, a religious man and, um, and they talk about the afterlife or what's next and, and, and things like that. And I, I don't know, like I just, I loved seeing that and it just brought a cinematic quality to this very personal home video. Like I loved the credits. I loved the, uh, title cards. It was just all like, it's the exact kind of stuff I want to see in documentaries that kind of makes them stand out from, you know, we reviewed console wars recently, which is a, a movie that I really enjoyed, but that is your pretty standard, like educational style documentary where this is obviously not obviously, but this is something more. And I just felt like it's something extremely personal and you're showcasing something that's very important, but you're doing it in a way that is engaging and um, emotional. And uh, I don't know. I just, I really love this movie, man. Like I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a beautiful goodbye letter to, you know, a, a father from a daughter and, um, These are the kind of documentaries I live for and the ones that I always try to recommend to people who look at documentaries as just an educational tool or something that, you know, is to have, you know, these kind of statically conversations, right? Like these are the films that are as engaging and fascinating and integral to watch as any uh, narrative film. And um, the scene I keep thinking of, and 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 I, I watched this a, a few weeks ago, um, but is the scene where you know Kirsten is off camera, 
but she's having a very personal conversation with her dad um, about him not having his car anymore and selling the car and having to take that away because he's a danger on the road. And that conversation, you know, she's very honest. She's very straightforward with him, but she never is coddling in any way or, you know, treats him any less of a person or treats him like a child. But it's also a very sad scene because you realize that his autonomy in this moment is being taken away from him. But instead of being aggressive or, you know, um, angry about it, he's, he's very sad. And, you know, he breaks down and and cries a little bit because there's a realization that he's no longer able to drive, but he doesn't want to also be a danger to anybody on the road or off, off the road as well. And when you're watching that moment, you realize that like not only when you get to a certain age that there there is going to be a time where you're going to have to give up some independence and it's almost like you're reverting back to childhood again in in a lot of ways and you know the the thing is like you're you know if, if you're lucky enough to um have children or somebody close to you that can look after you you also worry about them because you don't want to be uh, a burden on them and like that scene i just keep thinking about every time like you know these conversations have come up before because again i've talked about it on on other shows where like i have grandparents in you know uh their late 80s and early 90s and you know my grandfather still drives and he's he's uh you know 92 and he he's not a danger to the like he's a in amazing shape for his age and like a great driver. But these are things that you have to kind of now start to really consider. And especially when somebody's going through a, a, a disease that is, you know, distorting and deteriorating the mind, you have to kind of really take that into consideration. Um, and I really even love the voiceover narration, which usually in movies, I'm not the biggest fan of, but I think here it really works because it is very personal, but also I think Kirsten is just a really good writer and the writing that she kind of puts together and, and you see some of the scenes like as she's recording them in a closet in her you know new york apartment um are just very personal and warm and aren't just necessarily like exposition so um and even the transition from moving him from seattle to new york i love the one shot of the uh the plane with the uh the the basically the explanation of where they are and what they're doing at this point like all of that is 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 so much fun and um it's it's a very playful movie at times as well like even the stuff with his his love of chocolate cake and that kind of being something that was you know a bit of a problem in his in his younger days because he had a heart attack due to you know health concerns and things like that and eating the way that he was previously but like it's just it's just a, a beautiful celebration of this guy's life and like he is such a you know, wonderful subject. Like it doesn't feel like a vanity project really in any way. And, and again, if you haven't seen camera person, um, you know, criterion release it on Blu-ray. Um, it's, it's such a stark contrast because it's a little bit more melancholy and it's in in its approach to sort of this relationship between a mother and daughter where this is weirdly warmer because it's so, direct with sort of that storyline where it's not mixing in her career as much as it is sort of their relationship even though her career is on display in the filmmaking like you know those scenes are really really well done where you see him kind of having these weird kind of almost cathartic 
reenactments of of his death. And I think one great scene in this movie as well is a funeral scene. And it's like the right. ultimate like wish fulfillment or fantasy of like, what would it be like to attend your own Watch funeral? Her. Yeah. And I think that's so great. Right. And I, I, I mean, and not to give anything away, but I think the movie does a great job at, um, you know, messing with your, your, not your expectations, but, um, it just, I don't know. It, the whole thing kind of connected with me. And I go back to what you said. They, they, it's a very, you know, warm and positive movie, even though um, it's very heartbreaking what this man is going through. It is a celebration of his life and even him now um, and celebration of, you know, not just his, his, what he lived through before he was living through this um uh, living through dementia and, and Alzheimer's, but a celebration of what he you know, right now and this, what he can kind of do with his daughter while he still, you know, has his um, most of his mind. And I, I don't know, like they, what I said where they don't really showcase him at his worst, uh, Kirsten does do a good job with that voiceover. Like you're saying where she explains, you know, why we had to take his license away from him of like, he drove through a construction zone once and like they, she gives good exposition in those voiceovers without kind of, you know, grabbing the camera as her father is, you know, struggling with his dementia and having to, you know, videotape him at his worst or, or when he's struggling and things like that, the movie never goes to those lows and it always pays like respect to this man and, and shows him, you know, dealing with it at times. And even there's an interesting thing of the, when they go trick or treating for Halloween and, um, a visual representation of, you know, how he was feeling because, you know, he couldn't keep up with them while they were trick or treating. So they put him at a friend's house to watch TV while they're trick or treating and kind of, you know, especially I, I know with my Opa, when he was dealing with this stuff, he might be fine at one moment, but as time goes on, especially when they're not in a place where they, you know, remember their surroundings, it can kind of make them feel very lost in, in, in how you're feeling in that moment. And I think Kirsten does a, a interesting job with all the, you know, they were given a essentially a studio space and they built different sets, whether it was this heaven sequence that I was talking about or different kind of visual representations of, you know, similar things that we talked about in the father where how can you visually represent what this person is going through. And I think both movies do, like you said, Eric, are the best things in recent memory that kind of showcase um this illness in in, you know, a very cinematic and respectful way, I think, in both yeah. movies. And um and that's why I really loved both films and and why Dick Johnson is dead is I think one of my favorite things, if not my favorite thing that I've seen this year. Um just because I I felt like it, I really connected with it. I really loved Dick. Um, I really just, the filmmaking I thought was on another level when it comes to documentary filmmaking and, and it just felt personal. And um, I just, uh, I was along for the entire ride. And um, like I said, I cried multiple times watching this and I just uh, thought he was a lovely, lovely man. And what a amazing thing that can live on um, for the rest of time on Netflix and maybe, even further and just something that this family can just have like that's what's more interesting to me it's cool that everyone gets to share in it but what a cool thing to be able to have made to celebrate your father 
Yeah, and and again, especially somebody who generally seems like a, a decent person and you know is a very interesting and charismatic subject. Like everybody that kind of like talks to him, you know, on the on the crew side of things, it seems to really love him as well. And like it is just a a really wonderful tribute to somebody that you know is is unassuming and you know hardworking and you know, live their life the best that they could and, and did right by their, you know, their friends and family. And, you know, that all reflects, uh, wonderfully in, in the film and in, you know, um, you know, Kirsten's, uh, values as well. And, and, you know, again, just her being so attuned to her father and, you know, trying to make a great movie, but also not pushing him to the extremes, you know, needed to kind of create quote unquote, a great film. Like she creates a great movie just in having these conversations and not necessarily having to show you, you know, this, this man in his, you know, stages of being lost. Like they can have conversations that are like, Oh, you know, you put on your, your, your work attire to get ready to kind of do, you know, a, a session in the middle of the night in, in New York. Do you remember that? And and he's like, no, I don't. And like, that's enough. Like you don't need to really, you exactly. know, have a scene where you show that you can, I mean, like the scene that you were talking about before where, you know, he's on the streets of New York and he gets, you know, right. hit by the construction guy, which at first plays very funny because it's such a outlandish way to get killed. Um, but then you see like the behind the scenes of him, you know, being uh, harnessed with a, a squib and like, you know, that like he's, he's nervous of it because he isn't sure if it's his blood or if it's real blood. And, you know, the, 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 the makeup people and the special effects people have to be like, no, it's, it's okay. But everybody is so good with him. And like, he's really great with everybody as well. And like, you can just tell like everybody that was working on this movie really also had an affection for him. It's, it's, you know, it it can be hard to make a movie that's about somebody that you like and that translating on the screen on the same way, but this works and it never feels like you're, you're watching a film. It's like, I don't, get it like i don't understand like why you would make this movie this personal thing public because it does doesn't translate the same way that maybe it it feels to you where this has this universal kind of quality to it though even though it is still very specific to uh kirsten so agreed and that eames chair that he sat in throughout the whole movie looked hella comfortable (laughs) right there's this chair that he takes with him everywhere which i thought was very sweet in the way that they show you how the mother uh, used that chair as well. And uh, just like subtle kind of things that tie this family history together. And, um, but they don't really kind of beat you over the head with a lot of that. But um, I thought it was an, uh, an amazing movie that everyone should check out. Um, I think it handles, you know, everyone dealing with death and, and the inevitability of death. Um, and kind of what we all go through and will have to go through and not necessarily everyone will deal with, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that. But although many, many have is, you know, my Opa went through this and many of my grandma, um, she, who passed this year, uh, dealt with it at the later stages of her life, but, um, just dealing with death head on and, and kind of poking fun at it, but also taking it very seriously. And I just think it doesn't, it just such an excellent job. And I think everyone should go check this out. It's, uh, everyone has a Netflix subscription and you should absolutely, even if you're not a doc person, like 
I just feel like you it it's just a wonderful home movie with with very cinematic elements that I, I really dug. I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. I really I'm gonna it. give it a, a a four. And yeah, it's it's very accessible. Like it's like it's such an easy watch, weirdly as well. Like there are you know, heavy emotions and like it's 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 very um, you know, it, it's it's still something that you can relate to, but it also is a very entertaining, enjoyable story. And that is so hard to do where you, you know, balancing both entertainment and emotions in such a way. So yeah, it's, it's one of those films where I could see it getting buried on Netflix because, you know, with all the like bigger shows and sort of event movies that are coming up, I could see that like this kind of like falling to the wayside, but it is definitely worth um, finding if you have a Netflix account, because it's, it's, it's a really lovely little movie. Agreed. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, we have a couple other podcasts that we would love for you guys to check out. Uh, Untitled Movie Podcast, our 77th draft, uh, where we talk about our festival experience this year, as well as um, you know some mar- big Marvel news and, and other stuff that's going on in the industry. Uh, more movie delays, Bond and and other movies got pushed to next year as well. I mean, we haven't done one of those in a while, so we probably have a lot to cover. Um, as well as Untitled Movie Conversations. Uh, we uh, Another Netflix film, uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the Charlie Kaufman film, we interviewed uh, Jay Wadley, who is the composer for that film. So please go check out Untitled Movie Conversations. That's our most recent episode over there. Um, you can give us a review on your podcast service of choice. We would really, really appreciate that. It really kind of helps us get in front of more people's ears. Um, as well as follow us on all those social medias at Untitled underscore cast. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me personally on all of those social medias at Matt Rorabek. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Long live Dick Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>